This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Modern Geek Podcast number 63, recorded October 29th, 2012. I'm Chuck. And I'm Juan. Welcome back to Modern Geek. Modern Geek number 63. Indeed. Though I actually say that in the intro. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> just, I'll just repeat it just in case you I'm were just attention. messing with you. <laughs> So, yes. Oh, uh, and did you know that we're recorded October 29th, 2012? <laughs> hey, just in case you needed to know. Yeah, just in case. We'll repeat it at the end as well, just in case you miss it. <laughs> so I see that you added something to the list here that I just got a big, big kick out of. I, I saw this actually on the Eve Facebook feed, uh, though I haven't had time to play recently. <laughs> and this is just too awesome. Eve, for those of you who don't know, is an MMO, massively multiplayer online game. Uh, with a whole lot of people. it's Some people call it spreadsheets in space because it's an exceedingly complex uh, space-based role-playing game. And well, What makes it cool, too, is that it's one persistent universe. Right, which means wherever the hell you go, uh, there you are. No, wherever you go... <laughs> You've totally you're in the same universe with everybody else. Also, there's really no such thing as uh, PvP or PVE. Everything is just space. Like uh, it's all PvP. You can be attacked anywhere, anytime. Uh, though, admittedly, this was uh, this went down in uh, zero zero space where there was no uh, there. There's really no security at all. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is, so you have this guy that is is cruising along apparently in. A very, very, an Atron, right? A very yeah. small ship that's supposed to be fast, but I mean, come on. There's fast and there's fast. Uh, and he gets popped by some pirates that were having fun. Uh, yep. That's not the funny part. The funny part is what he had in his cargo hold. See, Eve does a thing where they send a, uh, a kill mail, essentially. It's like a, it tells you what was, you know, what what was destroyed and what was left over in in a kill, right? Yep. Uh, this one they posted, of course, because it had over, and now they use a currency called ISK uh, in EVE. Uh, the joke being it's interstellar interstellar credits with a K. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, EVE is based in Iceland, so haha. Yeah, a um, little bit of a play on uh, currency, I guess. <laughs> right, awesome. And uh, the cool part, a listener a while back to GWC actually sent me uh, an Icelandic kroner. So I, I have oh, real ISK cool. sitting on my desk. Nice. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, so this guy had uh, literally 213 billion, billion with a B, ISK <laughs> worth of, of uh, mostly blueprints in his cargo hold. And not just blueprints, like original <laughs> blueprints, like yeah. the ones you can make copies from. Like, th- th- this was... You know, you would normally maybe carry one of these with a fleet and, you know, try to make sure that it doesn't get destroyed along the way. Yeah, there's like a um, pile this guy of them. Takes an unloaded frigate and figures, ah, I could just zoom across zero zero. No one can catch me. I'm a little frigate. It's like, nope. <laughs> they, it, they said it could buy 367 30 day game codes, which is 
37 or 30 years of a game time. <laughs> yeah, it, technically Eve manages uh the con- people buying and selling ISK by making it legal only through buying something called Plex which are our free gameplay uh Tokens, vouchers. yeah, vouchers, yeah. and and so, so you, they exist as units in the uh, game, right? So you can literally convert your money to real money if you want and back out, and that would be worth about sixty five hundred bucks in real money, <laughs> which you know for a, a game is quite a lot. But anyway, it's not that's not, a pretty expensive kill. <laughs> not really critical to anybody, but just seemed like a, a fun thing to mention, regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard you were having some fun yourself uh, with a recent purchase. Yeah, I did. I have a, uh, a, a what is it? The 2008 Mac Pro, which is right. is a really cool piece of gear. I bought it in 2008, and it cost. I should have bought a car or something instead. It would probably be worth more now. But <laughs> it's a, it's an A core Mac Pro, which for those of you who don't give a damn about the Mac world, essentially has has two quad core Xeons in it. It's stupidly yeah. expensive and a stupidly nice piece of gear, but it's also four years old, which it's been getting kind of, it's, it's been getting kind of dogged out and it well, just, the, seemed, <laughs> the embarrassing part was, didn't you like it hadn't had a reinstall ever. Right? No, I had just been plowing through up updates, <laughs> upgrades. So tiger to leopard, snow leopard, to lion to mountain lion. You got it. <laughs> and, uh, between all the cruff from that, all the cruff from all the garbage that I might have installed in the last four years, and uh, just it was bad news. I mean, it's bad when my laptop is faster than that. That's yeah. just wrong, you know. Now, of course, I mean, converting video, not so much. I mean, it's uh, it's a little quicker than anything else in the house. Still, uh, it can just to put it in perspective, you can rip a DVD in it at about four times real time. Yeah, which is yeah. The encoding is not the delay on that side. <laughs> no, but everything else, dog ass slow. So anyway, uh, in an effort to, re- you know, to make my poor forty five hundred dollar computer last a little bit longer, I need to make it last about ten years to get my money's worth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <you> gotta do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figure. You know, we breathe some life into it by just swapping the main drive uh, with an SSD. And, and you know what? SSDs are getting really dirt cheap, by the way. I know we've talked about this before, and a number of listeners have made, have done SSD swaps and you know revitalized older machines. But uh, in this case, I picked up a 256, uh, 256, yeah, it was a 256. 256 or 240, I can't remember. Yeah, right around there. 250 gig drive, essentially. Yeah. Um, like 180 bucks and uh, quite quite reasonable performance now of course my poor old mac pro is uh is you know it's an older machine well, it's a so. SATA, it has a sata 2 chip in it not a sata 3 right but i mean still it's going to be faster than a hard drive <laughs> yeah a little bit uh it went from just literally barely usable i mean like you could barely i would how even, long was it taking for you to load word i don't know 30 seconds sometimes minute oh, depending on on what you were trying to do and now uh, if it doesn't have to re-index fonts, I don't know. It's hard to measure. Like <laughs> a second, <laughs> I can open it, open a document, and close it in a second. Okay, so so it makes a little bit of a difference then. Tiny bit, yeah. It's usable again, uh, though. Admittedly, I am plowing through a bunch of the classic reinstall hassle where you forget all the settings that you customized. Oh, and all yeah, yeah. But it's kind of nice, to be honest. It feels like a new piece of gear, and uh, for two hundred bucks, come on. 
That's not bad. And, and that's cheaper than upgrading the RAM. And I, to be honest, I don't think you would have gotten the same result. I would not. Uh, I still do need to because I am kind of riding the edge with it. But this was definitely, if you're only going to yeah. do one thing, uh, this is definitely the way to go. And it's cheaper. Well, especially for that with the, the ECC RAM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I missed the window. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, so was, we do have I don't to think talk. there was really any news, right? <laughs> well, we do have to talk Apple event because, hey, it's there. I don't really want to focus on it necessarily, but there was some new gear, so probably worth a quick rundown? Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, by the way, once again, and Gadget, stop hipsterizing your comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to watch. I tried their live blog, and uh, when they were Apple was playing the video about people buying the iPhone in like new stores around the world, Mm-hmm. The quote that did get removed afterwards was from Engadget on their live blog was, this is why everyone hates America. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. I'm going over to GDGT. They <laughs> I'm going actually over to provided, Gadget. I'm going to watch them. That's yeah, fine. I think fine. they provide the best coverage overall. They really do. They, they, actually, they did a really good job this time. And I actually, for part of it, I also watched uh, Twits live coverage. And they had, uh, they had Leo and Tom online. Nice, and nice. Was doing it, so. That was pretty good. Um, so there's no real elegant way to run through this, so I'll just do it. So real easy. Uh, we get a MacBook with Retina. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 13-inch MacBook. Yeah. It's like the 15-inch thin one, but smaller. Has so, a lot higher resolution, and it's really freaking expensive. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, everybody can Google the, it. I mean, go to the Apple dot, Apple.com. You can see all the pricing and everything. Remember when we talked about that 15 <laughs> super thin one coming out and yeah. we figured that maybe they should have put out a 13 one? Yeah, they did. So, I, you know, I have a 13 inch air and I am still not even when they came out with the uh, with the, the retina version. I am still completely happy with the one I got. Yeah, well, and there's also software consideration problems uh, with uh, when you go to the retina display because some programs aren't designed for that display so then they double pixel and hey, they it can be a little weird certainly application there are applications for it i i'm not it so exactly yeah you're not, yeah um i like the idea that they uh they did a nice update to the mac mini yes uh, you put up to 16 gigs of ram in it Ooh. um you can get it pre-configured with a, an ssd in it or a terabyte hard drive or both Nice. Uh, Bluetooth 4, Wi-Fi and all that same stuff. But here's the cool part. You can now put a quad-core i7 in it. You know, I'm glad they're doing this. a cool little server. (laughs) Yeah, because honestly, people have been... In the past, you've essentially had the iMac, which is a waste for most people. And if if you're more than, say, a standard user, you know, like a home user... You really don't want an integrated monitor. You're going to want to play with multiple monitors, or you're going to want to do other things with it, or you've got your own gear. Uh, all I'm saying, I mean, you want to be able. Well, all I'm saying is, is the iMac. I mean, is not the solution for most people. A lot of people have been doing what you've been doing, which is using a Mac Mini and then modifying it yourself to do yep. this stuff. They're finally letting you do. So they've kind of joined what people are already doing, and now you can order it from the store. Exactly. The, 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 one, the one drawback is it is only the Intel HD 4000 graphics chipset, but it's, I mean, in terms of just raw processing, this is actually kind of a decent offering now. So I was very happy to see that. Um, I guess the one big Mac update that's really making news is, is, I guess, their new iMac, which they went on at length about how thin it is, and they you know, uh, sh- literally showed it beside the old one and say, you know, doesn't 
every time I look at a new Mac like this, it just makes the old ones look like crap, doesn't it? You know, I got to say, this is going to be the same way TVs worked, okay? For a while, the idea was, how thin can I make it? And the answer is very freaking thin. You can make a TV that looks like paper. The problem is (laughs) that uh, after the newness wears off, after the first, you know, day, week... (laughs) Now and you find you yourself you're going, not watching your TV from the side. And you realize that you just really don't give a damn how thick your yeah. TV is within certain parameters. Especially and, since you have to buy an optical drive for it. And what ends up happening, not your TV, but still. Well, yeah. But, 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 but what happened with TVs is they went to this super thin, crazy, I mean, like LG put one out, I think it was, that looked pretty much like, if you can imagine, it was like a paper thin version uh, of that uh, of that spaceship from, from uh, the... The, the Star Wars prequels. It looks like the SR-71, you know? It's no, like I, all metal and warped and cool, and you're like, wow. And then you're like, why did I buy this? That's really expensive. And yeah. and you end up with TVs that are a little bit thinner than they used to be, a little bit lighter, which is nice. They look pretty, but they're not painfully thin, and they're not within, to, within that point where they're scaring the crap out of you trying to, you know, get the component stacked so tight that they, you know, it's about to turn into a black hole. And and then you still got to leave it four inches off the wall because you got to plug things into it. Exactly. Well, they, they actually, yeah, they have solutions for that now. But, <laughs> but still. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm saying is I think that we are well beyond that with the iMac. I think that the old iMac was plenty thin. I honestly think that since you're with a laptop, I'll admit my air it being really thin, really useful because I'm yeah. sticking it in a backpack with other things and having it be half an inch smaller. Yeah, you're not doing that with matters. the iMac. Yeah, you're not doing that with the iMac. It's just so what, sitting on your desk. Come on. Yeah, what they did with this is that they basically made it far less recyclable, uh, completely not unuser serviceable. And um, the, one, the one interesting thing, though, is you can configure it with an SSD and a hard drive and do that kind of uh, one virtual drive mode nice. with the new Sandy Bridge chipset. So it keeps all of the most frequently used data on SSD and takes the non uh, the stuff that doesn't get used a lot and puts it on the hard drive. So that way you get the benefit of SSD speed with the storage capacity of a, of a regular hard drive. That's cool. That's cool. They didn't have to make it thinner. Um, yeah. You know, it's still got the mobile and they've, you know, it's completely on the mobile chipsets for graphics cards and that kind of stuff. Now it's all i5 quad core stuff. Uh, the prices are pretty decent. Uh, 21 inch starts at 1299 now, which is, I'm not sure if it was that cheap before, but it's, uh, I mean, the still entry. I'm not sure if I can the use the price, word cheap. Yeah. With, well, <laughs> cheap, the cheap, you know, i cheap, you know, with the capital C. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, um, but I guess the 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 ones that's, the one that's really making news even more than that is iPad Mini, right? Um, which uh, I I have this great quote from the twit the week before where Leo Laporte says, "Ah, oh, they'll never call it that. It sounds like a feminine hygiene product." Yeah, um, they said that beforehand. iPad jokes are old. Whatever. Yeah, ba- basically what it is. Think of it as an iPad two shrunk down to uh, well said. a seven point eight inch screen. That's what it is. Uh, and with a said. with a with a new connector, ten twenty four by seven sixty eight. It's not a Retina display. Yep. Um, the interesting thing about it is that they were comparing the three twenty nine price to uh, the Nexus Seven mm-hmm. to forty nine because it's a sixteen gig model. Mm-hmm. However, uh, 
uh, Google just released an update to their line, and the uh, Nexus 7 is now cheaper. Uh, and I'm just looking for the price. Uh, crap. I closed the window. Well, it was 200 something. It was cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, the 16 gig was 249. Now it's 199. So, so here's so comparing 199 to the, the, I, the, uh, the, the iPad mini at 329. So here's, here's my quick take. Okay. okay. Um, the new line essentially. Oh, and while we're at it, what's I'll, I'll withhold this until we talk about, uh, I'll hold this till we talk about the, the fourth gen, uh, okay. the f- fourth gen, the new A6X, right? So it's got the new chip. Again, you can look into all the detail, but let's face it. This is all marketing until somebody takes it apart anyway. So let's just say uh, it has the new chip in it. It has the new connector, and the pricing is pretty much the same as the three. Yes. And, <laughs> and for those of you who had heavily invested in old-style dock connectors like me, um, it's fine. Not actually, not actually that worried about it. You know? Yeah, really. <laughs> The, my iPad is uh, whatever, less than six months old or whatever, but I don't actually feel bad about them there being a new one because I don't want to have to pay $35 per cable to get uh, to replace all of my cables all over my life so with now, the, the new lightning connectors or whatever. So, so now here's the quick rundown. Okay, this is my take. Uh, there are three devices now if you're looking at buying a tablet and you want to buy Apple. Uh, there are yeah. other options now too, but let's say you do want to buy Apple. You're in their space and you use apps that work well on there. Uh, Like me, for example, I'll admit I use Goodreader a lot and things like that, so I can't just abandon it instantly. I I may focus. Yeah, right. You know, so I'm not going to I'm not going to bail. So there are now three choices. If you would have bought the three before you're going to third gen before you're going to buy the fourth gen. Enough said. It's the same thing. Just updated. Um, If uh, the, the two is still available, if you have dot connectors or you want a low price entry, right? iPad two. And actually, the and it make it makes a lot of sense why they got rid of the three but kept the two around. Totally, because if you really start comparing the three to the four, from a consumer marketing standpoint, there yes. really isn't any. There difference. isn't exactly. So, uh, yeah, you would actually hurt sales of the four by keeping the three around. So now I think that there is a market for the mini, and as much as everybody is going to ha ha and do just like they did when it came out and say, oh, it's yep. stupid, it's just a different size, ha ha, who cares? Yeah, different size works for different people. There are some people who like to carry something that is about the same width and height as the Kindle, the the small Kindle, Yep, and they want to read on it and do essentially the same kind of things that I do with my ancient iPad, like read and mark up a lot. Yeah. Like, for example, one of my professors does this. He Now, granted, he uses an Android device, but that's the point. He wants a small device. He wants that form factor. Uh, but if you want that form factor and you want to be in the Apple environment, this is a great way to get in, and it's cheap. And I got to tell you, the unless you're gaming, the two goes like hell. Uh, oh, yeah. Audra still goes like hell. I've played with it uh, quite a few, and I'm very envious because my first gen does not. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know. I, I've like when I've been in, even after I got my iPad, when I go into the uh, like into like the the buy more and and actually walk past the iPads. I have to go and look at the version to figure out if it's an iPad two or an iPad three. So yeah, there are certain I, things you can do with them that will show that up, but I just don't do those right. things. So yeah, so it's it's 
I think it's good that they've got the low price point in there still. I like that they've got now the competitor to the Nexus 7. Um, you are paying a premium to stay in the App Store world, effectively. But de- like you said, depending on what you're using, that actually isn't that bad. Um, it, it, you, know, you are going $130 more than, uh, than the Nexus 7. But you know, if it's that's your device. use case, exactly. Also, uh, I don't know, does the Nexus 7 have a cell data feature? Uh, no, not in that model, but neither does the iPad mini in that price. Well, 329 price. Yeah. The 329, it's $130 extra for the uh, radio at each level. Right. So yeah, you've got like the, yeah, the 16 gig starts at 329 and then it's another 120 or $130 for the cellular version. Um, the Nexus seven, uh, line was updated. They were they used to be eight and sixteen, and now they're sixteen and thirty two, and that's one ninety nine, two forty nine, and uh, two ninety nine. And the two ninety nine is a thirty two gig with a cell radio in it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So it actually what what's cool about this is that this also makes the Nexus Seven um, a low price option as well, and. I think it's just it's good overall actually. I mean this this entire market just got a lot more appealing. I agree and that's that's it. I mean the bottom line here is whether you give a damn about Apple or not. This pricing war going on here is awesome. Yeah, do you remember about like 4 or 5 months or whenever I was getting getting ready to buy the iPad? Uh-huh. I was thinking, man, couldn't I just have a well-built Android 7-inch tablet that I could play around on? Mhm. And I mean, hell, at these prices, it's tempting, you know, you know, Christmas money may be going towards picking up a Nexus seven just so I can get <laughs> on to Android. Well, when you do bring it down here so I can play with it. <laughs> oh, so you're saying I should buy it before I come down there. OK, absolutely. <laughs> or while I'm down there. Hell actually, yeah. I, actually, I shouldn't do that because of the uh, the region stuff in the Ooh, stores. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Still, still no news on any Canadian music uh, services. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. I don't think I'm going to fight. Um, so, hey, bottom line here, you can go look. I mean, there are lots of specs on all these, and and there's nothing stopping you from going to Apple.com and looking at the specs to your heart's content. The critical stuff, I think we've already talked about. The camera's a little better. Battery life's a little better. Yeah. What you'd expect. Um, and, and, and as well, too, and I, I would say nobody that has an i an iPad third gen at this point should even think of upgrading no, fourth gen. Nope. It's, I mean, unless you very specifically have a use case for the processor yeah. or for the dock connector, then there's no, I mean, and even then you can get adapters. So whatever. Exactly. Um, and, and also too, switching the dates around was expected. You know, they've always with the iPad, they've always been off of the Christmas season. And now they're in line with all of this holiday shopping. So, Good call. you know, when Black Friday comes around or whatever, then they're ready. You can to, get your $10 off. Exactly. Yeah, buy it a different <laughs> day. I would pay $10 to not leave my house on, on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard the, the trampling stories. It doesn't sound all that fun. I'm harder to trample, but still. Well, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I have kind of a fun one I wanted to mention this time, All which right. is uh, I use Evernote and I, I use it in some kind of fun ways. I think I like, for example, uh, I use it to to store items that I think I might want to talk about here. Uh, but the big one is for 
like when I'm plowing through social media and all the various uh, various things I look at, and I come across all these things that I want to read later, uh, I tend to grab them with Evernote and pop them in and then sort them out later and go through them. So right. okay. uh, I have a lot of neat stuff cram, cram-assed into Evernote. The Evernote app, and, and of course, one of the nice things about Evernote is that you can use it mobile. You can use it. It's a real cloud app. You can use it in a web browser. But uh, you, they have an app you can install, which is supposed to be kind of the gold standard to give you the most control over the notes and, and the structure of them. And the uh, Mac version has never been quite super awesome. It's been okay. It's been kinda, yeah. It works. That's all yeah. I got to say. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not good either. And they're releasing a new version relatively quickly, I understand. In fact, they say that a beta of it is going to be out shortly, and I will be all over that. Uh which includes a whole bunch of awesome new features. Uh, the sidebar where you control uh, the notes and the structure of the notes is is updated. The ability to browse them, you have different ways of looking at them. They have this card view that looks kind of like Pinterest, which is neat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. and and they've got uh, uh, the note editor is is supposedly much more stable and allows you to easily move notes from one location to another, which was always a big limitation. Like if you had it in a particular notebook and you wanted to take it out and put it in another one, it was really a bitch. Yeah, uh, it's it's not fun. I just avoided using it that way, which sucks. I would like to use it that way. Uh, they have a grid view that's supposed to be uh, a little bit easier to deal with. They have a list view, which they claim allows you to uh, stack notebooks and do some things that are almost like task management with it. I, I'm interested to see that. I, I don't need hmm. that, but it's it's still interesting. Uh, there is a tag editor that makes it a whole lot easier to understand uh, the kind of complex system of tags. They have an Atlas system. I don't know what I do with this, but you can geotag your notes if you care about that sort of thing. Uh, I know some people do. I, I'm I'm not really. That's not really my thing. Uh, it, it search is one of the big kind of big deals with Evernote. It even indexes text in images. It does its best to OCR anything you give it. Right. So whatever the hell you got, it'll find it. And supposedly, it's a lot better at doing that now. And uh, it can also, you can limit uh, notebooks, searches to specific notebooks, and there are a bunch of new options there. Um, and supposedly the social aspects of it are a lot better as well. In the past, you could share a notebook, but it didn't work very well. Uh, we explored using it for, for example, the news items that we talk about on Modern Geek. Yeah, how long did that last? <laughs> yeah, a week. But I think when this new version comes out, we might have to look at it again because now they have like an activity feed that shows you what people are doing and a whole bunch of new sharing features. So if nothing else, we'll, we'll have to play with it again, even if we end up rejecting it in four days. But, yeah, that actually sounds exciting. It, it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes these software uh, packages will get into that mode of, well, we've locked our feature set and we're just making everything stabler. And <laughs> mention the Java thing. Come on, thing, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. well, we got to do that. That's awesome. Oh, so many Java ex- exploits going on. The uh, there was one that apparently this researcher went to Oracle, uh, who owns Java, and said, um, "Yeah, so here's a uh, potential zero day exploit. I mean, you know about it now, but uh, yeah, what this will allow is on any platform on any version of Java will allow complete." Uh, access to the system and uh, uh, remote code execution. And that's not good. So here's a fix. It doesn't change code logic. And it is very, it's a very 
elegant fix. Like it's not something that's going to change how the subroutine works or anything. Right. And Oracle goes, yeah, we're already working on our February release. It's already in QA. So um, it's not going to get in there and we're not going to fix it. And uh, so what that means is that this fix for this serious vulnerability is going to be put off until after the February update, and they do quarterly updates. So what's the next one, like June or July? Let's see. I'm looking at my wrist. It's about when hell freezes over. March, April, May. May, maybe, at the earliest. <laughs> it's like, really? You're really going to just let it hang out in the breeze there? And there, apparently, their Oops. response was, yep. The answer is yes. So, in, in other words, if you don't need Java uninstall it i mean there are very small use cases for it like you know minecraft is certainly needs it but if you don't need it get rid of it and at the very least disable it in the browser uh it's just it's it's annoying that they're like hey whatever it's not a problem (sighs) really really pretty damn scary yeah but uh you know it it is nice like with ever going back to Evernote here, it is nice when a, when they go, okay, well, we've got our stability down here, but let's rethink how this is being used, and especially in a modern app world. And you know, Evernote, I'm sure, looked very advanced at one point, but the industry caught up and surp- and went past it, <laughs> and sure. now it looks clunky. It looks it looks like a very good 2005 ish app. Agreed. And it needs that refresh. So as soon as I, as soon as that releases out, I'm going to be jumping right on board. Definitely, you know. I'll let you know when I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Send me an email, and I will have it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. You know, I'm looking at the the play site for Google. Uh huh. They've got a Nexus 10 now. Really? Like a 10 inch. Yeah, well, the, oh, and the Nexus brand is that one that's running vanilla Android, like it's like our prime Google release kind of thing. Huh. Okay. So they've got that for they're both Wi-Fi 16 and 32 for four. Uh, I'm looking at Canadian prices, so it would be actually um, converting to US would be 3.99 and 4.99. Interesting. That's not bad. And a Nexus four, as in a smartphone. Um, this would replace the Nexus S, which was a modified, um, well, not modified, but, you know, like a Samsung Galaxy S2, but customized for Google. Right. This is an LG. Um, I can't remember the name of their, uh, it's their, their uh, flagship phone mm-hmm. uh, for Android. But uh, let's see here, a 16 gig or an 8 gig with 8, 8 gig for 299, 16 gig for 349 unlocked full network uh 4g 4g lte whatever um it doesn't have a sd slot though so the maximum memory is only 16 gigs which is kind of a downside eight megapixel camera on the on the back and 1.3 on the front uh 1280 by 768 pixel display so 320 pixels per inch that's pretty good yeah Gorilla Glass, uh, quad-core Snapdragon, uh, two gigs of RAM, and, and running Jelly Bean. This, wow. I mean, for an unlocked phone, that's pretty, that's pretty damn good. 
And new hardware, too. It was pretty slick. I can't wait. I really, I so wish that I had spare cash to play with, too. Me, too. Uh, it's like, I kind of want to get one of these and play with it. <laughs> me, too. That is not bad. Wow. It's a pretty phone. It is. I mean, LG's kind of been hit or miss when they were getting into the Android market. But as far as I know, other than their overlay software, they had pretty good hardware. Like, um, I had heard from one person that, you know, it's like the phone is a great quality, but the stuff they put on top of Android sucks. Uh. But this is a Nexus phone. It's running vanilla Android. <laughs> it doesn't have the LG stuff on it. Well, this is kind of NFC. Um, oh, yeah. You were telling me about the NFC ads. Yeah, the one where it's like the the wife's like, yeah, good luck on your business trip. I sent you a sexy video over the NFC. Wink, Don't wink. Watch it on the plane. <laughs> that's kind of cool. At least it's not a. Uh, yeah. At least it's not a. <laughs> that's what we were. We we're like, well, the competition that's, sucks balls, guys. It's kind of weird, but we're like, hey, at least it's an ad that isn't about how it's not an iPhone. That's true. Yeah. That's awesome. This is pretty cool. Um. Yeah, the, the, the other one was an S2, the Nexus S, so it was pretty long in the tooth. It, was, it wasn't a very good buy right? Um, in, in, if you were trying to keep up on phones. So this is a pretty good offering, especially since it's unlocked. You can pretty much take it anywhere. Heck, yeah. I'm not sure about Verizon because um, it is like a GSM HSPA phone, so I don't think it actually would have the... Uh, the cdma network or something so i don't think this is a verizon offering but you know any other network in the world you should be all right <laughs> nice sweet well this was a fun uh, yeah. <laughs> wow lots of stuff to check out yeah, yeah. I'm still looking at the phone. I should stop looking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What What an interesting podcast where we both stop talking and start staring at the it's, pretty It's phone. an indicator of how interesting this hardware is. So, yeah. I like the placement on the camera. <laughs> I know it's sad. But <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I I have no upcoming purchases. I am happy with my laptop. My my awesome desktop is now kicking ass again, and uh, I'm not going to be buying a phone for a while. So I'm probably going to be buying a phone before you, but uh, it almost definitely isn't going to be before the new year. But when it comes time, this might be the way to go. Indeed. Then yeah. again, I've also been looking at that Note 2, which is still pretty slick. <laughs> I have a gorilla hand, so... And a phone that fits. Exactly. Got anything to add here at the end, Juan? I'm just staring at the pretty phones. Um, <laughs> ne- next next week, I've, uh, I I do want to uh, do a kind of a voicemail show for us. Oh, nice. I've got a lot of, uh, lot of feedback from people, and I'm putting together some show notes for that. So if you would like to give us any other feedback, uh, 214-296-9229. And... Uh, I'll try to get it into the next episode. We've already got a lot uh, on the backlog here that I think should make for a pretty interesting episode. So, Sounds awesome. We'll see you next week.
From everyone here at Modern Geek and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have something to add to the show, a news tip, feedback on anything we've discussed, or just some random awesomeness, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. You'll find other GWC podcasts, as well as the friendliest people in geekdom, on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. And don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.